teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. All right, I'd like for you to turn with me to the book of Psalms. And uh, would you go to chapter 95 to begin? I'm going to ask you to go in your scriptures in several places here today as we talk about the incredible power of thanksgiving. You ever thought about thanksgiving not as just something you're supposed to do, but something that has great power in it? It is something that God loves. It ought to be something that we love. It, yes, it ought to be a discipline, but it also ought to be an expression out of love and out of joy. And uh, God has seen to it to show us in the Word that there are benefits, there is a power in giving thanks. Okay, the 95th Psalm, I want you to see something. Let's begin with verse 1. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us sing to who? To the Lord. One reason I love our praise team is they're singing to the Lord. They're not trying to perform. They're trying to worship. Hallelujah. And uh, we ought to sing to the Lord. You say, well, Pastor, I'm not very good at that. He didn't tell you you had to be good. He said, let us sing to the Lord. In fact, I'm grateful for all the times, Pastor Wayne, that you have muted Pastor Jeremiah and I in our singing to the Lord. Because we ain't worried about what it sounds like. I heard some amens on that. All right. Well, our feelings are not hurt. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. See, you don't have to sit there with your hands folded and be quiet. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. And let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. That is words set to music that are expressions of praise. I want to show you something here. That word thanksgiving is the Hebrew word Toda, and it comes from a, a, and I've got it in your outline, from a yada in Hebrew, and it comes from a root word called yad, and that has to do with hands, and it has to do, the word thanksgiving has to do with an expression of thanksgiving through a raised hand. Now, see, some of us may have grown up in disciplines that uh, the expression of a raised hand is, is just something that may be foreign, and, and of course, that used to be uh, for Dina and I, but I want you to know that over and over and over again in Scriptures, the raising of the hands are mentioned Old and New Testament. And it's not a, a, a showy or mechanical thing. It is an expression of thanksgiving and praise. That's what raised hands in worship means. It means the same thing when you're in private and in public. It is an expression, Lord, I want to thank you and give you praise. Amen. Well, now let's go to the right, just a little ways here to Psalm 100. And uh, we're to make a joyful shout to the Lord and serve him with gladness. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. Everybody say this with me. Father, you are God and I'm not. 
See, that's more than just a simple expression. That is, okay, I get it. My part is obedience, not control. Amen. That ought to let some pressure off of you there. I am not in control. I am to obey. Verse 4, enter into his gates. And this was something that in the Old Testament, uh, as they walked into that temple to, to, for praise, there were outer gates. Well, this word is, is, is pretty amazing here. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So to come into that place of worship, the very first thing that we should do to come into that place of worship is not say, Lord, give me, give me, give me, fix it, fix it, fix it. It is to enter into those gates with thanksgiving. Have you gotten so burdened down with your issues and problems and everything that's piling on you that you have forgotten to approach the Lord with thanksgiving? It'll change your perspective. Just yesterday, we had an issue that was just, boy, it was a burdening us. It, it had really got hold of us. And the Lord reminded me, you don't get in there and start crying out for me to solve this issue. You come into my gates with thanksgiving. You know, it's kind of amazing when you begin to do that, your perspective begins to change. You feel less tension, less anxiety. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Now, notice what he says. Don't stop there. Go on into his courts. That is getting closer to the holy of holy, closer to the very throne room, the very presence of the Lord. Go on into his courts with praise. Praise means recognizing who he is, for who he is. He alone is worthy of glory. Father, I thank you. For a good night's sleep and rest, I thank you for the blessings you've given to me. And I want to give you praise and honor and thanksgiving that you are God. That my, the very hairs of my head are numbered and you are involved in this very day in my business, in my operation, in my physical. I want to give you praise and honor and glory that you are God. You're in control. Give him praise. Be thankful to him and bless his holy name, for he is good. I mean, if you don't go any farther than that, God, you are good. Your mercy is everlasting. Your truth endures to all generations. Thank you for your mercy, your grace, your truth. Remind yourselves. Dean and I have got two new dogs. We named them Mercy and Grace. That's a good reminder. You need to feed mercy and grace. You need to honor the presence of mercy and grace. If you don't have a dog, you don't understand. All right. Thanksgiving opens the door to worship in intimacy with the Lord. He invites it, and it lines up with obedience. Now I want you to turn back to the back of your Bible, to Hebrews 13, and I know we don't always do this. We usually go right through a passage, but this is a special occasion today. Uh, just bear with me, Hebrews 13. 
And uh, boy, this is a powerful passage right here. Verse 15, the discussion was about Jesus, his representation of us, his humble obedience before the Father, his sacrifice. And then in verse 15, it says, therefore by him, by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. How many of you know it'll cost you sometimes to get into a position of praise? Because your mind wants to worry. Your emotions want to feel something and express that something. And sometimes we have to bring our, our thoughts, our feelings into the discipline of a sacrifice of praise. I mean, you made a sacrifice today of praise to get up, to get dressed, to make the sacrifice, to be in a place of obedience, to not forsake yourself, the assembling of yourselves together, to worship the Lord, a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, hmm, the fruit of our lips. How many of you know you're supposed to say something? The fruit of our lips, not the fruit of our brain, not the fruit of our mind, not the fruit of our feelings, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. It is something that God is attracted to. It is something that we are to do to use our lips. We are to speak words of praise and thanksgiving. Sometimes all we do is in that little, sometimes theoretical realm of our own mind, we just kind of think things. There is value in expressing praise through the fruit of your lips. If you're not comfortable doing that, Concerned somebody else will hear, get off by yourself somewhere. Don't put yourself under condemnation. And with your own lips, speaking verbally expressions of praise and thanksgiving. It is a sacrifice of praise to his name. Fruit of our lips. Thanksgiving is not only an act of, uh, of holy worship an act of praise, a, an, an entry, if you will, into a place where we're worshiping the Lord. It's just, a, it's an act of obedience. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything give thanks. Why would the Lord say in everything give thanks? You mean in this situation I'm in, I'm to give thanks? Well, notice he didn't say for everything give thanks because not everything you're going through came from God. It's not outside the realm of his ability to wrestle any situation you have to the ground. It's not outside his knowledge. It's not outside of, of something that he's not involved in. But understand this, that even in those situations where somebody has done something evil or there is an attack on you by the evil one, the expression of thanksgiving to your God helps get our perspective back on the only one who's going to be able to resolve it. Thanksgiving. In everything give thanks because, the word says in verse 18, this is the will of God for you. So many people think the will of God is just some vast, mysterious thing that I can never understand. Right there tells us a practical way to know we're in the will of God. Are you giving thanks in the situation you're in? 
Do you know that that situation you're in is giving God a great opportunity to do something that will bring Him glory? Yeah, well, an opportunity for the Lord to, and see, I don't know if you're like me, but most of the time when I get in situations like that, I just ask to be taken out of them. I see a few of you can uh, uh, identify with me. But what we need to do is give God thanks and ask Him what it is He wants to do in that situation. At the, but never losing an attitude of gratitude. An attitude is developed by actions over time. And for us to develop an attitude of gratitude means that over time we continue to give God thanks, recognizing that even though the circumstances May, may not have flown from him, or those circumstances are, are certainly painful, we recognize that he is God and he's greater than our circumstances. It's an attitude of gratitude. Well, not only that, but thanksgiving is a God-given weapon. Now, I want to show you something. Turn back to the book of Philippians. I've ministered and taught on this many times, Philippians 4, but just in the past several days, the Lord has shown me a new emphasis on this passage. I have applied this, this passage in Philippians 4 over the course of many years when I've been attacked with anxiety, worry, or fear. God's Word works. But there's a secret in there that I confess to you I have not emphasized, but now I see. Look at verse 4, chapter 4, Philippians Rejoice in the Lord always. Remember, Paul was in jail when he wrote this. Rejoice in the Lord. Notice he didn't say rejoice in being in this Roman jail. No, rejoice in the Lord. How many of you know you may be in painful circumstances today, but you can still rejoice in the Lord? Everybody say it with me. God is greater than my situation. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness, let your under control spirit be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is right here, right now. He hasn't left you. He's right there in your office. He's right there in your home. He's right there in your vehicle. He is right there, whatever the situation is or wherever it is, remember to recognize the Lord is at, He is right here, right now. Be anxious, worried, fearful for nothing. Well, how do I do that? Well, He's, he's fixing to tell us. Here's how you do it. In everything, how much is everything? Anything left out of everything? I said anything left out of everything. In everything, by prayer and supplication, earnest, intense prayer based on the Word of God. Everything, by prayer and supplication, and I've always gotten that part, with what? What has to be mixed in with prayer and supplication? Thanksgiving. 
The Lord showed me this week, after all these years I've studied this, that thanksgiving is one of the keys to separate, disconnecting us from that worry and fear and anxiety, Joe. Thanksgiving is part of the key to this thing. Prayer, intense prayer, supplication based on the Word God of God and His promises with thanksgiving. You know, sometimes we're praying for things that we don't see and we forget to thank God for things that we can see. Okay, so here's how we pray effectively in those times when there's anxiety and fear and oppression. By thanksgiving, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, and don't forget to let your request be made known to God. Does that mean I don't need to ask for anything, Pastor? If you're not asking for anything, your asker is broken. And that's not good. That's not good. Let your request be made known to God. Let your request be made known to God. The word's pretty clear you do not have because you do not ask. Some things you don't receive because you didn't ask. Let your requests be made known to God in the atmosphere of prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Go ahead and ask. Amen. It is prayer. Thanksgiving that disconnects or works together with prayer and supplication to disconnect us from all the worry, fear, and anxiety. All right, it's on the back of your outline. Thanksgiving changes the atmosphere in our inner man as we worship the Lord. Thanksgiving changes our perspective, that inner atmosphere where we're to live and walk by the Spirit, and it encourages faith. Did you know that Thanksgiving encourages your faith? We need the Lord's miraculous intervention sometimes. Amen? I mean, if you don't ever need a miracle, you're dead and don't know it. All of us need miracles from time to time. Amen? We need the Lord's miraculous intervention. And... Um, one of the greatest passages I know that the Lord has spoken to me about is when Jesus had an overwhelming need, what did he do about it? You remember in the middle of his ministry, people were listening to him and a huge crowd had gathered, Jeff, 5,000 men plus women and children. That's a lot of people to come for a picnic. 5,000 men plus women and children, and the disciples got all concerned about it, Jeremiah, and came running up to Jesus and said, should we, where are we going to get enough food for these people? They are worn out. They don't have enough strength to even go back home. And... Uh, Jesus made an interesting statement, Wayne. He said, um, 
What do we have? If you're in a place right now where you have no idea and what you need is overwhelming you, maybe the Lord would say to you, in the presence of this overwhelming need, I want you to focus on what you have, not what you don't have. And that brings thanksgiving. I want you to first look at what you do have. One of the greatest things you can ever do when there's a shortage, when there's a lack of something you desperately need, whether it's financial or physical or relational or whatever it is, stop and say, Holy Spirit, help me to remember what I do have and not focus on what I don't have. Jesus said, what do we have? So the disciples went mingling through that crowd, Mike, and they were taking inventory. And they came back after they had mingled through that crowd, and they said, well, we've got a little boy here that his mother packed a sack lunch for him. We've, he's got five, loaves, five little pieces, loaves of bread and two small fish. They, they, they said, small fish. And then they said, but what is that among so many? You ever say that to the Lord? God, this is what I got, but it ain't near enough. You've never, you, you've never said that, have you? Of course you have. And Jesus said, bring them here to me. Have you ever brought to the Lord in your time of shortage and lack, have you ever brought what little you do have to him and said, Lord, I know this is what I have and I know uh, you know that, but I'm giving it to you. I think about that little boy. He was willing to give that up to the disciples, people maybe he had never even seen before, but he believed what he was hearing come out of the mouth of the Lord. Can I tell you something? Boy, this is for somebody. Woo-wee. My Lord, this is for somebody today. You have no idea who God is going to use to meet your need. That is a holy word for somebody today. You have no idea who God is going to use to meet your need. Did you hear that? No idea. Be open to who God will use. And God chose to, little, uh, to use a little boy with just a little picnic lunch. Jesus said, bring it here to me. And remember what he did? Bible says you can read about it in John 6. He took that little sack lunch among those thousands, and the word says, and giving thanks, he began to bless it. And as he gave thanks and as he began to bless it with the resources of heaven, don't fail to remember, folks, that the resources of heaven are made possible through thanksgiving. 
as he gave thanks and pronounced blessing on that that was given to him. He fed thousands and thousands, and the Bible says there was so much left over. that Everybody had all they wanted to eat, and there was tons of it left over. But don't miss the forest for the trees here. There was the operation Jesus' faith was released in the atmosphere of thanksgiving. Your faith will be released, and you don't receive anything good from God without faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. But it's in the atmosphere of thanksgiving that faith works. You have a a great need today, financial, physical, spiritual, relational. Why don't you begin to approach the Father in an attitude of thanksgiving and ask for his faith to be stirred in your heart so you can hear his voice and believe his word. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the atmosphere by which God does miraculous things. Sometimes God uses what we don't have, what we do have offered to him to give us what we don't have in that atmosphere. Well, this, you know that if you belong to this church fellowship, that some years ago, right here in this place, we were having communion one Sunday, and uh, whew, the Spirit of the Lord interrupted my agenda and my message manifested himself in a mighty and tangible way. It was hard to even leave this place that day. But it was in the atmosphere of the celebration of Holy Communion. The Spirit of the Lord said to me that day, you do this every time that you meet until I tell you differently. That's why we celebrate and observe Holy Communion every Sunday, and it will be that way until the Lord tells the shepherd differently. Amen. Amen. We're about to enter into something holy here today. If we could only see it from God's perspective, if we could only see how much this means to Jesus, in the hours where he was so distraught facing the cross and the carrying of my sin and yours, that of the whole world in his sinless body, You know what he did? Right before Gethsemane, he gave thanks. He gave thanks. That's what Holy Communion is. The word communion is koinonia in the Greek. It is intimate, personal fellowship. And Jesus said, don't forget to do this. If you're my follower, don't neglect to do this. Remember. Remember, 
and keep on remembering. It's holy. So today as a church family, we're going to receive Holy Communion, and I'm going to ask that you do something a little differently today. I'm going to ask in just a moment that you come forward and receive the elements, and then as you go back to your seat, would you just hold on to those elements until I lead us all together in this Thanksgiving Communion? But I want you to understand that Jesus sees this as an opportunity for intimate fellowship as you observe and give thanks for the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus on your behalf. A holy covenant has been cut with you in mind. I'm going to ask Brother Joe and Pastor Jeremiah to stand here on either side of the table. And I'm going to ask you in just a moment as our praise team leads us in worship as we normally do, I'm going to ask you to come and receive the wine and bread from uh, one of these two stations and then just to go back to your seat and hold on till we can receive it together. Father, in obedience to your holy word and not a celebration in thanksgiving, hallelujah, we thank you that on this Thanksgiving time that we can offer a special word of thanksgiving that's close to your heart. And thank you for all you are and all you mean. We thank this and we bless these elements now from a common use to a holy use in the precious and holy name of Jesus. And all the people said, amen. 1 Corinthians 10 tells us, that this bread that we bless, is it not holy intimate communion with the body of Christ? It's a mystery. But because it's a mystery doesn't mean it's not true or real. <laughs> it's a mystery. But it's God's way of us connecting in a special way. First Corinthians 13, uh, 11 says, Paul says, on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it. And he said, take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Thank you, Lord, for that broken body. You saw every one of us, Lord, saw every decision we'd ever make and out of your love you broke the power of our sin you forgave us for the choices we made they were out of line with you and your love and your character we thank you for that broken body that your word says that by your stripes we were healed we ask you for the healing that was accomplished at the cross to be released by your spirit indwelling us hallelujah and afterwards he also took the cup 
Word says the cup that we bless. Is it not Holy Communion, fellowship with the blood of Jesus? And he said, this is my blood in the new covenant, which was shed for you. Take and drink as often as you think of it in my name. Would you receive the cup? I just begin to give the Lord thanks and praise. Oh, I just want to thank the Lord. Dina, all our pastors, come on up here with me, please. Everybody come on up here. Come on, Gene. grateful for you. You are covered in prayer every day. You have shepherds who love you and go to the throne on your behalf every day. Every day. We want you to know how grateful we are for you. Oh, I was giving the Lord thanks for you today. You mean so much to us. Thank you for partnering with us. Thank you for allowing us to be your shepherds you may not always agree or understand us but don't you ever doubt how much we love you you are prayed for and covered every day we need your prayers we need your prayers we carry some heavy stuff sometimes that's part of our calling, part of our calling. So don't ever deny us the opportunity to pray with and for you. We promise that we do that. We seek the Lord on your behalf every day. Father, thank you for those you've called into fellowship together, this church family. Thank you for those who are gathered and assembled here today and those who are scattered today but are part of what you're doing and calling into manifestation as a body of Christ here. Thank you for your mighty love. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you. We just want to give you thanksgiving today to thank you for all you've done for us, Lord, for who you are. We're grateful. We pray, Father, for blessing on these that are making this possible, who are partnering with us, we pray you would bless them, Lord. Bless them in spirit, soul, body, financially and relationally. Re restore everything broken, Lord. Please bring about healing and restoration to those who are struggling. Show yourself strong on their behalf. We bless them now. In the precious and holy name of Jesus, all the people said, have a blessed Thanksgiving. We'll see you in two weeks. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.